Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day there, Dan Illich here. Happy 2024 to you. Now, before Peter Dutton takes over today's show, I should let you know that we have a huge one millionth download show that is happening on the 1st of February in Melbourne at the Malthouse Theatre. It's a huge lineup. Kirsty Wiebeck, Sammy Shah, Charlie Pickering and the one and only Richard Feidler will also be performing on stage, the man with the most downloads of any podcast of anyone in Australia, which is very, very good. It's a huge lineup. Lewis Hobber may also even join us over Zoom um, if his baby is sleeping. So that is going to be a good deal to pay money to come to see a Zoom conference. No, no, it's again, we're all live on stage. Most of us are there. Lewis will be in Sydney with his baby. But yeah, we are celebrating one million downloads of Irrational Fear. So please do come on down to the Malthouse Theatre to help us celebrate. Uh, and if you want a discount, you can head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Irrational Fear. And if you become a member, you'll see the Patreon code there for the discount for the shows where we give away pretty much a, a, you know, a discount to all of our live shows, which some of which are in this episode. So, you know, you'll you have a good time. Anyway, what I'm saying is give us money in any form you want. <laughs> come to the live show or go to Patreon. Also, it's a good chance for Melbourne people to come see us. We're probably not going down to the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, so this is your 2024 chance to catch Irrational Fear in Melbourne, so do come along. Also, some listeners have expressed dismay that Peter Dutton is hosting a Rational Fears end of the year show. And I quote, we shouldn't be platforming this tuber. Well, in the interest of balance, he's here. He's taking over the best sketches of 2023. Sorry, not much I can do about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, we need to placate the future Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> it's something we need to worry about. I mean, Labor's, Labor's polling is so bad. You know, we cannot risk upsetting Peter Dutton at this stage of our career. All right, I'm recording this episode of Irrational Fear on the land of the Tharawal. Let's start the show. The following program contains medium coarse language and traces of nuts. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. <laughs> this is... 
a rational fear. Hello, my fellow Australians and listeners to this podcast. My name is Peter Dutton and I am hosting this show. Normally, Alan Jones hosts the New Year's Day Irrational Fear, but he said he had some free tickets to an afternoon session of Wonga. So I guess he's going to that. I usually don't do podcasts. I find I'm a lot more intimidating when you can see me with Liberal members in suits behind me nodding behind my head. Besides... I treat podcast listeners like I treat Queenslanders, probably guilty unless they're voting for me. Well, let's get underway with the best sketches of 2023's Irrational Fear, with a joke from February about New South Wales, which is great because there'll be no jokes about Queensland in this podcast. Hey, is your bank balance too full? Do you have a large amount of cash acquired through organised crime? Well, come on down to your local Clubs New South Wales club and we'll lighten the load. With our state-of-the-art poker machines, we'll take your pension and triple it, if you're lucky. And if it doesn't work, just try again in a fortnight. Or maybe you've got a suitcase of cash from the proceeds of pharmaceutical distribution that needs a tax-free origin story. Well, from now until March 26, you can put it all through one of our 9,500 poker machines. That's more than Las Vegas, baby. And when you cash out, we won't ask any questions. Don't worry, no one asks any questions of us, and if they do, we'll find their Nazi photos. Everyone's got a Nazi photo. Come on down to your local Clubs New South Wales club. Everyone's welcome, even Catholics. I don't have, I don't have any picture. I'm not aware of that. Oh, wow. Remember Dominic Perrottet? That feels like a thousand state of origins ago. That's a lot of water buybacks under the bridge. In October, Australians said no to the referendum, mainly because I told them to. And despite having more information than any other major referendum before, I told Australians that they didn't have any information and that's all the information they needed. Hi, Peter Dutton here. I'm calling on Albo to provide more information on the Indigenous voice to Parliament, but not in the format of a 270-page report. That's too much information and not in the format of a series of one-on-one consultations from constitutional experts and the Prime Minister himself. That information is too oral, and as you know, I'm hard of listening, which is why I refuse to hear members of my own party advocating for a yes position. You could try to make a pamphlet with pictures that move when you pull a little tab, but it'll go straight into the shredder. If a report, briefings, conventions, pamphlets, a decade of development and even lobbying from my own party won't convince me, Peter Dutton, maybe there's another reason that a former Queensland cop is against an Indigenous voice to Parliament. I just can't put my finger on it. But if I did, I'd have to vocalise it and then I'd have to sue myself for defamation. And maybe that's the only detail that's missing. Albo. Authorised by Plausible Deniability Canberra. Oh... Don't you just love nostalgia? Hearing that reminds me of arresting kids and throwing them in the lockup for not wearing the right colour skin. In March, Jim Chalmers tried to make some superficial changes to superannuation. Oh, oh, it's only about as superficial as my new glasses. I don't even need them to know that Jim Chalmers is always wrong. Oh, see, they're clear. 
Jim Chalmers says if you've got more than $3 million in super, you'll probably be okay with paying a normal amount of tax. But tell that to the renters in your fifth investment property. Jim Chalmers wants to steal money from the super rich to give it to the slightly less super rich. Is this the Australia we want? So these are confronting numbers. Jim Chalmers doesn't want you to enjoy Bollinger on your 66th birthday. He's forcing you to drink Dom Perrine Yuck instead. It's going to be a difficult time ahead. Don't let Labor steal your third first-class trip on the Queen Mary 2 this year away from you. It will get tougher before it starts to ease. Authorised by Rich for a sane conversation about Super Australia. I hate superannuation. You don't need it. That's why I've got about $30 million in property. Don't ask me how. Thank God there's no ICAC in Queensland. Ha 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 ha. Okay, here's a song about the dangers of gas, which is a parody of an ad from the 90s about gas, which is a parody of a hip-hop song from the 80s. We all parody something. I'm a parody of Vladimir Putin with a sense of humour. Cooking with gas. Do we regret making an ad that was cooking, cooking with, with gas? gas? At first I thought that gas was cool until I got held back in school. Diagnosed with asthma, low cognition, ADHD. No wonder I get distracted. What's that over there? Cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. We've all got problems because we're cooking with gas. Carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, particulate matter of fact, my favourites from aldehyde. Killer substances are entering your brain. Because you're cooking in your house with an open flame. Cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. Our bodies are off because we're cooking with gas. What's up? I'm a big gas man. Telling politicians to use gas whenever they can. To reduce damages to our bank balance. Contractual. Even rename methane to make it seem natural. Killing with gas. Gas. Killing with gas. gas. Methane accelerates global warming, so we're killing, killing with gas. Gas. Killing with gas. Now that's what I call fugitive emissions. <laughs> At the start of the year, a rational fear performed live at the World Science Week in Brisbane, the greatest city in the world after the Gold Coast. And Mandy Nolan had some horrible things to say about everyday, hard-working Australian cookers. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, something that Dan didn't tell you is that I come from a little town in northern New South Wales called Mullumbimby. Do you know it? People there judge me. They go, look at you all up yourself with your registered car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Driving my immunised children to Centrelake. (laughs) It's not a big line-up where I am. But you would have seen when when I was running last year, I think it was about a year ago, it was a big push because we had a lot lot of conspiracists. Does anyone, do you have... Of anyone, because we know them. Like, I have a friend that's one. You know, she's a fuckwit, but she's still <laughs> a friend. And what happens is, like, in a city, like, you, can, you don't need to keep... In a small area, you've got to keep your fuckwits close. Um, so she, like, she gets freaked out. Like, she'd go to me. She goes, don't get vaccinated. She goes, that's the government trying to give you 5G. And I said, what? And she goes, it's a self-assembling chip, Mandy. It's a gel chip. It comes in and then it goes around and assembles in your body. And I went, are you saying the government's doing this? She goes, yeah. I mean, is that the same government that can't get fibre optic cable to my home? 
that government. I went, you're fucking talking him up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be really impressed. I was so impressed because I thought, I'm going to get all the vaccinations because I live in a regional area. Coverage is shit. Uh, and I thought, next time I come out for a campaign, I can go, like, tether to my tits. Like, oh... <laughs> I'll be the human example of connectivity. Like, come on. But she gets, this particular friend gets freaked out. And I knew, I drove in the other day and you, you know when you see, like, I saw, I saw like a big plume in the sky and I went, oh, fuck, the chemtrail people are going to be busy today. Because she, she would freak out every time I put a picture of a cloud. Because there's, a, I don't know, I can see there's a lot of menopausal women here. And when you... You reach an age where you see a cloud and you went, oh, fuck, I have to photograph that. People will want to see that on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) Which is ironic because the sky is like the original fucking internet. We can all see it. Uh, Hard to comment on. And so every time I put a cloud up, she's straight off. She's bang on it going, oh, my God. She goes, that's not not a cloud, Bendy. That's that's a chemtrail. And I have to say... Like, she didn't study, kind of, she, she didn't do, she's not working for the bomb. She didn't study meteorology or, you know, I think she did massage at TAFE. Uh, she didn't finish. Uh, and she's always going, that, that's a cloud, you know, that's, so that's a chemtrail. So what do you think is happening? She goes, oh, that's the government spraying us. And I said, why? She goes, oh, to dumb us down. <laughs> Well, that would be a waste of spray. <laughs> You've got to love that. This is true. You've got to love the confidence of a community. Like where I live, like there's 3,000 people, probably max, that are living in the little region in the country town. And you're going, that we actually think we're being sprayed. We're that subversive. The government's like, oh, fuck, get in the plane again. We're going to have to, come on, Barry, we're going to have to fucking spray Mullumbimby again. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish, like, I've lived there for 20, 30 years and people aren't big believers in the chemicals, you know, as far as deodorant, et cetera. Um, And I understand that. I do get it. But sometimes in summer, I think, fuck, what are they spraying? Could they just put some Rexona in there? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you. If there's one thing I can get used to, it's the consolidation of power of home affairs while I was minister. Pity I'm not that anymore. If there's another thing I can get used to, it's making fun of New South Wales clubs again. Oh. Irrational Fear is brought to you by New South Wales Poker Machine ASMR. Button clicks, free drink sips, the jangle of cash from five Cleopatras. But the sweetest sound of all is when donations hit your election campaign bank account. If you like the sound of staying in government and the sound of Nazi photos quietly being shredded, Ditch the cashless poker machine cards, or else. Authorised by Clubs New South Wales in a very non-threatening way, Campbelltown. Ha 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 ha. Suck it, New South Wales. Back in March, the IPCC brought down their sixth assessment report. Scientists will try to tell you that climate change is going to kill the planet. But I will tell you right now that the world will end because people don't say Merry Christmas enough. Anyway, here's that master of woke nonsense, David Attenborough. 
Irrational Fear and Audible presents David Attenborough reading the AR6 report from the IPCC, uncensored, unplugged, and unhinged. Human activities, principally through emissions of greenhouse gases, have unequivocally caused global warming. You see, I told you, I fucking told you all, didn't I? Hear the moment the BAFTA award-winning naturalist's brain explodes. With global surface temperatures reaching 1.1 degrees centigrade. How many fucking documentaries do I need to fucking make? <clears throat> Experience the frustration of someone who's given their life to the pursuit of truth in the face of unbridled capitalism. Deep, rapid, and sustained reductions in greenhouse gas emissions would lead to a discernible slowdown in global warming within around two decades. Discernible? I'll be dead in two fucking decades. How about I give you all a discernible reduction in me? It's what could be David Attenborough's last great audiobook. Oh, fuck it, that's it. I'm getting into crypto. Fuck all of you bitches. Now available on Audible. Download the app and start listening today. Finally, in May 2023, something we'd all been waiting for dropped. The final episode of Succession. You know, the documentary about my boss, Rupert Murdoch. Oh, and also, the inauguration of my other boss, His Majesty the King. My dear loyal and disloyal subjects, this forthcoming weekend is finally my coronation. In a move to modernize the monarchy, I'm inviting all of you to swear allegiance to me, King Charles. And in a very progressive move, I, King Charles, invite you to choose your own swear words to do just that. Some of my personal favorites include, but are not limited to, Dick, Numpty, Wiffle Waffle, Fuck, a personal favorite of mine, Cat, Fop Doodle, Gadzooks, and of course, Harry, Meghan, and Andrew. Any of these are enough to get you started, so feel free to mix and match. For example, all hail his royal wiffle waffle fucking cut, King Charles. Or herald his highness the fop doodle numpty Andrew Dick, King Charles. So this weekend, right around the world, may you all enjoy swearing at me while I'm being sworn in, in a very progressive and modern way. You fucking peasants. Oh, in June, we said goodbye to one of my heroes, Sylvia Berlusconi, straight up one of the best wogs I've ever met. And SBS had the exclusive rights. This Saturday night on SBS, it's the Bunga Bunga to end all Bunga Bungas. Watch the funeral of Silvio Berlusconi, live and unpaid for. See the Mafia give a 21-gun salute into the side of a black Mercedes full of political enemies, while Berlusconi's open casket is paraded down the street as the Italian Revenue Agency showers it with shredded tax returns. Then, the traditional ceremony of passing a nondescript paper bag stuffed with cash to a lawyer who will then pass it to a policeman who will then order his unit to cast Berlusconi's coffin into the wet concrete foundations of a highway off-ramp that will never be completed. Buried forever, much like democracy in Italy. That's Berlusconi's last bunga bunga. 
Live from 10 p.m. Saturday night on SBS. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a rational fear. At the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Irrational Fear performed live on stage and invited the owners of the house that jumped in front of the car that Liberal MP Tim Smith was driving. Anyway, they interviewed him and they did something else as well, which I found appalling. That's a joke you'll get after. 17 months ago, 9pm uh, on a, uh, a Saturday night, we were watching um, Love Island UK or something like that. <laughs> it runs, and. Um, Anyway, you already know they're telling the truth because no one would admit that if it was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> they were already experiencing a car, experiencing a car crash. <laughs> but uh, we heard a, a car um, hurtling towards the house and it slammed in. I said, shit, it's hit the house. And went outside and saw the, uh, the, the car um, and a guy spinning his wheels, trying to reverse in and out, um, jumping in and out, asking us to help him. I said, we're getting away from this anyway. Um, two hours later, he's arrested. We had no idea who it was at that stage. Wow. So did you go and try and meet this guy and try and find out who he is? Uh, no. We were approached by um, a woman alleging to be his GP um, <gasps> who came over... <laughs> just, to, she's just She was just walking the dogs out of the house. <laughs> Said, oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm Tim Most people are waiting five weeks to see a GP. Tim <laughs> 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 Smith's just got one in the back seat. <laughs> A minute away every time he crashes. Um, and, yes, so she came and spoke to us um, on his behalf. And what did, what did she say? Oh, um, she, told, she gave me his PA's number and um, said that his PA would get in touch. And when I asked uh, what the driver's name was, she said, Tim Smith. And it was so strange. I thought he, she'd made this name up, like as an <laughs> alias. Like, yes, Tim Smith. Tim Smith, yes. <laughs> so shortly after you, yeah. that happened, did he ever kind of approach you to say, you know, I'm sorry? Did he, ever, did he, did he contact you? No. Well, the next day his PA called us and uh, when I asked how the driver was, she said, oh, he's... He's just, he's just with me. Hang on, like, she called up to apologise? She called to apologise on his behalf. <laughs> Whoa. I imagine he was still busy with his GP, who was also <laughs> right there. Wow, so he didn't even, he didn't even make the contact. No. To say but he was right, he was next to the phone. He was, he was there waiting, you know, in case... He was hungover. <laughs> <laughs> the sincerest apology, of course, of all, is the one you get someone else to do for you. We know that. <laughs> So she passed the phone up. 
she, she passed the phone over and then he, he spoke and, you know, was very regretful, of right. course. Right, but didn't say sorry. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the exact words. Like a politician, can't remember. <laughs> yeah, can't remember. <laughs> you're, a, you're a lawyer. I, I am. Do you feel like the non-apology apology was to <laughs> make sure that they never actually admitted fault at any point? Oh, I mean, it's probably hard to ignore. Possibly. Who we, knows? Need to, we need to put out here that Tim Smith was at the time Shadow Attorney General of Victoria. <laughs> and he also, he also has no legal qualifications. <laughs> so Simone is actually more qualified to be Shadow Attorney, Shadow <laughs> Attorney General than Tim Smith. <laughs> Amazing. So how long after uh, he crashed in the house you put the board up on, on, the, uh, on the fence? Uh, well, the board was put up straight away by uh, our insurers. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of months later, we saw this um, chap acquitting sign. Right. So uh, this is Tony Martin's tweet here um, saying someone's got a sense of humour. So Chappaquiddick, for a bit of a is a town in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard and uh, a very prominent US politician, drunk drove and murdered someone and never really suffered the consequences. It was a bit of big cover-up at the time. I, it, this, I love this um, graffiti here because it's spelt Chappaquiddick wrong. It's missing a D, but they've underlined the word dick underneath. <laughs> so we know exactly what was going on there. Um, so tell us, like... Uh, how is, has this fence caused you much kind of anxiety having this l- landmark on your house now? Uh, I've been amazed at how many people want a selfie with it. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Not with you, with the fence. <laughs> Do you get out of the way? I want this inanimate object in this beautiful photo. <laughs> Very odd. They actually just also they just take a photo of the fence. I think you can, you can look online, just get it. <laughs> just have to get so it's obviously all fixed now. And you, when did you get the fence fixed? Just this week. It's right. finally been fixed. And probably, you know, Tim, you know, paid... Pay the bill, you know, fixed you up for the money for that? No. No. Tim Smith has not sent, spent a cent on this. So, hey, it's been, like, it's been like two years and he hasn't paid he, to have the fence fixed? No, just, just lawyers to try and avoid paying. Oh, my God. So why are you here tonight? Like, what, what are you doing? Well, we just thought um, a... Uh, a, a good end to this, a jovial sort of end to this. This was a stressful 17 months that we could um, uh, create something good out of it. I mean, we already did and got him sacked, so that was great. But the second thing <laughs> is that maybe we can uh, get a, a, some money for charity, so we're going to auction off the fence. Fantastic. Aww. Here at Irrational Fear, we had it mounted and framed. And it is ready to auction. Look at it. Thank you, Lewis. Look at that beautiful fence. Oh, my God. Now, what do you think of it? What do you think of this? I, I think it looks great. I'm, I'm bidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, in order to help the auction, we have actually created an ad with the voiceover courtesy of the one and only Tony Martin. Here is the ad we're going to use to kind of get this auction going. The Irrational Fair Mint presents a unique opportunity to own a piece of Australian political idiocy. You can now own Tim Smith's fence cover-up because he refuses to. I'm going to need some time uh, to reflect. I'm reflecting on my position. I'm reflecting on my position. Made from 100% Bunnings particle board, collect a piece of the sheet that covered up a hole in the fence created by a drink-driving Tim Smith. Maybe the worst Victorian Liberal ever, if it wasn't for the whole Nazi thing. In terms of fence cover-ups, it's one of the dumbest ever presented for sale to the Australian public. 
Like its namesake, the particle board is of low value. Hang it on your wall as a warning about the dangers of mixing privilege and alcohol. Sit it in your dining room where your guests can be as intoxicated as someone who had a skinful and drove through a fence on their way home. Or simply put it out in the scrap heap of history where it belongs. Proceeds from the sale of Tim Smith's Fence cover-up will go to the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Remember, if you drink and drive through a fence, you're a bloody idiot. Fantastic. So good. Come July, it was clear the No campaign needed a little help. So I asked the boss if he'd start a new channel dedicated to The Voice, and he agreed. The Voice referendum is coming, and Sky News will be ready with a special 24-hour channel to cover every aspect of the No campaign. Watch Andrew Bolt say no. No, no, no. Watch Peter Credlin say no. No. Watch Paul Murray say no. No, 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 no. Watch Rowan Dean say no. No. Watch Pauline Hanson say no. No. Watch Peter Dutton say no. No. Watch Barnaby Joyce say something. Now, I, I, I can't but, I can't but always, um, I'm... Will anyone watch it? Yes, but they'll already be voting no. If you don't know about saying no, watch those who have no idea say no. 24 hours a day, Sky News. Be in the know. Then over the English summer, which is the Australian winter, I'll never understand how that works, the English were complaining that Australians were winning cricket too much. So they came up with a brand new phrase to explain why they're so shit. When it comes to cricket, there's only one spirit of the game. A spirit so refined that it makes you more correct than the umpire. A spirit so crisp that it makes racism look like light banter. A spirit so buoyant you could forget that England is losing the ashes to Australia on home soil. Oh, yes, no, no, top me up, thank you. Mm. That's lovely. Presenting the only spirit of the game that counts, MCC Gin. Cheers! Fueling the entitlement of the Maryland Cricket Club members since some... Oh, I forget. One of that. MCC Gin, yes, as appointed to the Queen, Her Majesty, when she was the first woman to set foot in the Holy Long Room. Ever. Ever, ever. Mm. Oh, hear that? Is that a woman in the Long Room? <laughs> MCC Gin, the spirit of the game. For sore losers, it's the perfect tonic. Make mine a hat trick. As you know, no is my favourite word. It just sounds so good. No. Oh, yeah. In the lead-up to the referendum, it was very confusing for no voters. How could they express no if a cross was out of the question? Thankfully, the election ombudsman had some very helpful advice. A message from the elections ombudsman. In the upcoming referendum, there's only two choices. Yes or no. Here's how you can exercise your democratic right. For yes, just write the word yes with the pencil provided. And for no, you can just write the word no. But be warned, you won't be allowed a dictionary. You will have to learn how to spell no before you go to vote. If you don't know how to spell no, just leave a saliva sample. You can find yours at the bottom of your chin or cheek 
or in some cases, at the tip of your nose. Happy referendum. Authorised by the election's ombudsman, which is not a real organisation. Speaking of the voice, if only Yes23 had done their job and adequately sold the voice to racists, I think Lewis Hopper has a point here. So I've got some ideas that I've had to turn the Yes campaign around, because look, a lot of people voting no, they look like me. So maybe I could have some insights into my fellow Wonder Whites, my fellow <laughs> slices out there. Now, these aren't necessarily the real reasons to vote yes, because if you're a white Australian and you're voting no, you're not listening to reason. But if you are voting no, that means... Uh, you, you know, we were talking before about all the people who are voting yes. Paul Kelly! Paul Kelly! If you're a white Australian and you're not listening to Paul Kelly, you'll listen to him at Christmas. I know you will. Why not listen to him in October as well? Look, I'm not a specialist in the world of campaigning, but I am a lifelong people pleaser, so I know what it feels like to say yes when every part of your body is screaming no. So I think I can use that to help the Yes campaign change some minds. Here are a few ideas I've had for Team Yes. First of all, we need to stop saying the Yes vote is losing. It's not. It's an underdog story. <laughs> the, the Yes vote is Rocky in Rocky 1 and Rocky 2, but not Rocky 3. Because <laughs> in Rocky 3, uh, officially, if we were looking for the underdog, that'd be Clubber Lang, played by Mr T. <laughs> I know that's a lot of detail, but I'm trying to make this so that even Peter Dutton could understand it. <laughs> the yes vote, for those who are looking for an Australian underdog, it could be someone like Stephen Bradbury, right? But I think we could get a specific underdog reference for each state because we need each state to vote yes. So the vote is looking quite bad in Queensland, right? I've been looking around in Queensland. So I think we need to start telling people in Queensland that the yes vote is like the Maroons at Origin 2017. <laughs> Game two, New South Wales, they're a game up and they're looking to end the dynasty until who comes along? Jonathan, the S-Man Thurston. Yeah. That's right, Jonathan, he ignores a Caesar-ending shoulder injury. Who's with me? Who remembers it? He kicks in at the death to set the boys up to win at game three. Who's with me, Queensland? The yes vote is Jonathan Thurston yeah. in game two of 2017. See, that's called pandering to your audience and it works. <laughs> the yes vote needs to do a little more pandering. But the problem is, unfortunately, a lot of the no voters are racist and no one likes pandering to racists. Well, I mean, a lot of the no vote loves it, but the yes campaign have struggled to win the racists. Now, one of the problems uh, with racists is that racists don't like being accused of being racist. You might often hear them say the phrase, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Heard that one? Uh, now that's because they've confused racism with arthritis. <laughs> it's actually very common. Yeah, if they need an osteo, that's right. That's right, they need to drink more milk. You can get it in powdered form, I've seen the price. It's expensive, but it's worth it. No, racism traditionally, it's not a bone-based illness, it's more skin-based. <laughs> but the reason I bring up racists is because right now the referendum has three types of voters, right? I'm going to bring them up here. We have... Lewis Hover. <laughs> he's voting. Um, no, we have the progressive no vote. You might have heard about that. Uh, we've got the progressive yes vote. Uh, we've got the racist no vote, and then there's a gap, okay? 
So that means right now there are two paths to no and only one to yes. So this is a little bit out there, but I think what we need is a racist yes vote. <laughs> now I don't... I'll admit this is going to be a bit tough. All right? Strap in. Yeah. But I've had a few thoughts on how we could win them over. So what do we know racists love on social media? We know they love using a Holden Commodore as their profile photo. Now the Yes campaign already got John Farnham to use You're the Voice as their song, right? So what if we convince Holden to change the name of their SSU to a Yes Yes U? <laughs> It's not bad. And, you know, racists will be driving around with a bumper sticker for the yes vote they don't even realise. Yes. After that, all you have to do is rebrand a jet ski as an a yes ski, and racists will have an armada of yes voters on sea and land. Now, the biggest tactic of the No campaign, of course, has lent on fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear of progress. The obsession with detail that they keep bringing up. Detail, detail, detail. That's all about fear, you know? They're creating the idea that this voice is a sleeper cell to full indigenous revolution. But anyone who has ever worked in the public service would know that if you're planning on using bureaucracy to launch a coup, the coup will end up being watered down in a million planning meetings until it's nothing more than a friendly cup of tea. <laughs> now, the government just doesn't give power away. But the No campaign keeps saying, if you don't know, vote no. Right? But being afraid of change in these votes has cost us for decades, right? We had the chance to become a republic, but we were too scared. And now we've still got King Charles as our head of state. Thank you, yes. But in the 70s, did you know, another referendum, well, it was actually a plebiscite. We're not about the Constitution. Same thing, right? We had a chance to make Waltzing Matilda our national anthem. Did you know that? We had a plebiscite to make Waltzing Matilda our national anthem. But you know what we did? The voting cowards of Australia made us do Advance Australia Fair, a boring song that has a second verse that no one knows except nerds and camera. <laughs> we could have had a song about a guy who steals sheep, runs from the cops, dies in a billabong, and then haunts the billabong as a ghost. <laughs> that is the coolest national anthem in the world. Instead, voters chose a song that uses the word girt. If you don't know, vote no. You'll be making a massive mistake, even bigger than that. And if that doesn't make you girt with fear, just remember, Paul Kelly is watching you. Thank you very much. Oh, that is so good. Having only just heard that, I'd gladly say no to no because I can't say the word yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the word. Speaking of fascism, we'll be right back after this. The price of food, petrol, all up. Savings, bank balance, all down. At Woolworths, we get what families go through because we put them through it. The cost of living is sky high, just like our record profits. You can thank us later. That's also why we're keeping an eye on you with an industrial surveillance complex to catch you trying to feed your family at the expense of our shareholders. After all, it's how we get our Woolies worth. Like record levels of Woolies worth. Wow, a dividend. We're Woolworths, the fascist people. 
And finally, to take us out, the most compelling reason to vote no in the referendum was Gina Reinhardt's poetry. And if Gina is happy to chip in to my election campaign next year, then I'm willing to go on the record to say that Gina's poetry is good. Take it away, Gina. Before I begin this panel, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that I mine on. (laughs) That's me. My Need to Know, a poem by Miana Reinhardt. Australia is deep in a new referendum. My minds are at risk, so who will defend them? Thank God for Barnaby, Jacinta and Dutton, who always come running when I press my button. First Nations people have had their apology. Anything more is just woke ideology. All right, thinking people stand firm proud. When it comes to power, it's just whites allowed. Our airways all scream, vote yes. Well, that ain't gonna happen with this airways. My old dad Lang fought hard for the right to keep all the wealth for the rich and the white. And that proud spirit, up for brawl, to keep my gold so they get fuck all. I'll hold on to my iron. My coal mines too. Then you know, buy a few dog paintings, they should do. Now, before I get cancelled and call the biggest, but I own the ore, you just dig it. As Australia's best lady, I hold all the cards. So vote fucking no and save my backyards. Well, that's about it for Irrational Fears 2023 Year in Review. Uh, and if you've gotten this far, it's clear you're either a traitor or an illegal alien. And if I was in power today, I'd trace down every single one of you and put you all into detention. Have a great 2024. I know I will. I'm becoming Prime Minister. Bye. Oh. This is Irrational Fear. Oh, well, thank you, Peter Dutton. Well, that was scary, but uh, ultimately necessary for the long-term production of this podcast. Big thanks to all of you who listen, especially those on Patreon who keep this show on the road. Now, if you want to get an ad-free version of this show and access to the Discord server where we chat about Ozpol all day long, please chip into patreon.com forward slash fear. And if you are in Melbourne, see you February 1st at the Malthouse Theatre for our one a million download show. Uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And thank you to all the people who participate in Irrational Fear uh, throughout the year, especially Lewis Hobber and Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline who makes it sound so good each week. Thank you very much, Jacob. Couldn't do this show without you. We'll be back in February with more regular pods. Until then, there's always something to be scared of. Goodbye. Oh, I slipped into Peter Dutton then. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Where's Alan Jones? Bring back Alan. (laughs) I'm seeing Wonka. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.